80% of the time in your business should be spent on marketing and sales, whether it's you specifically doing it, but 80% of the time of the business needs to be in sales and marketing. Marketing is the oxygen for your business. If you are focusing on your marketing, you will have a steady stream of opportunity knocking on your door to say, I would like to work with you. And that gives you the opportunity to pick and choose who you want to work with. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. Create the influence, income, and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, and joined by my lovely co-host, Tim Hyde. How are you today, Tim? Sam, I am wonderful. It's great to be back here again. Actually, really looking forward to today's episode. Absolutely. Today, we're going to be talking about marketing. And the reason that we've chosen this topic is because you had a conversation, Tim, with someone that both of us found quite, I guess, intriguing or interesting or their perspective. So I'd love you to start off by sharing, you know, the basis of that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I've been doing lately is actually reaching out to everybody in my network, right? So there's just under 12,000 connections on LinkedIn that we've been going back to and, and circling back. And quite a few times, actually, I've had, I don't need this, you know, I'm not marketing isn't my focus right now. Um, but there's a few and, and one in particular that I dug down into further who said, I don't need marketing because I've switched my business model and now I get all of my business via referral. Mm-hmm. Now, I think at a certain stage of business, you know, we, we, we do rely very, very heavily on referral. But the, the interesting thing to me wasn't that he does get business by referral, that he thought referrals were not Marketing. Marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had that quite a bit, actually. It's like, well, what do you think marketing actually is? And that's the question I wanted to explore on today's podcast with you about, well, what is marketing? And mm-hmm. I think there's mm-hmm. possibly a bit of a, a misunderstanding in, you know, amongst business owners, what this thing actually is. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of people get confused between advertising and marketing and they they sort of inter interject or you know have a crossover of what each of them are yeah. but essentially you know what marketing is is promoting your services or your products but you know we we talk specifically service based business but it's promoting your business in any different way yeah yeah i actually like the rather than saying promotion i actually like it's the activities that you undertake to promote you, the, the the purchase of your products and services. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I refer specifically to the activity. So that way, referrals definitely is a thing because it's an activity that you create, you do to promote, in this case, through others, your products and services to the people you're trying to help. 
Totally. Now, before we even go any further, I know that you 100% agree with me here in that sales and marketing is where you should be spending most of the time in your business. You absolutely cannot ignore it or else you're going to be in a world of pain. And, you know, you and I both see it, Tim, where people sort of, you know, do a whole heap of marketing, then switch to delivery because they've made some sales and forget the marketing. And then all of a sudden they come out the other side and go, oh, no clients, yeah, you know. Everything comes roll, to a screech. Everything comes to a screeching coaster hole. income. Yeah, exactly. Where the roller coaster stops at the bottom. That's not where we want to be. So yeah, it's- that's absolutely right. And I know, you know, just looking at the growth that, that your business has had over over the last couple of years, the more I've seen you switch into this focus on sales and marketing, the faster and, and quicker your business has grown. And the same thing has been for me as well. I've started to build out some of my delivery capability and, and divest some of the responsibilities I've had in terms of customer delivery to my team. I'm still setting the framework and all that sort of stuff that we need to do. But now the delivery and, and, and customer management is now being focused on a team. And I've focused my my efforts more on onto marketing and we're seeing the same Growth. Mm-hmm. Now it does take a bit of courage to do so, obviously, right? Because it's suddenly going, you know, what is what's the customer experience going to be? Are they going to get what I've promised, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. But the more we switch and the more we focus on that sales and marketing side of side of the business, the further and faster we go, and the greater impact that we have. Mm. I just want to touch on something you said there, which I th- and I. Th- I want to touch on it because I think it's what holds a lot of people back from going to the next level, and that was that you know, we don't know how it's going to go. We don't we don't know that it's going to work or we don't have a certainty over what the outcome is. And I just sort of before we go into the framework that we're going to talk about, I think it's really important to understand that none of us do, that sure, data doesn't lie. There are numbers, there are, you know, there are things that we can tap into to help us to be able to have some sort of certainty but we never have 100% certainty. And that if you're waiting for that, to be able to take the next step and to really um, you know, put your marketing on steroids, then I suggest that you probably don't, don't, make, you know, don't do that waiting. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about, let's talk about the framework because as you said, I think most people think that you know, marketing is constrained to advertising or, or social media. Mm-hmm. Certainly social media, right? It has done a fantastic job of telling everyone that social media is the only thing you ever need to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's done a social media Social media has done its own marketing. <laughs> it's done its own marketing. It's done a fantastic job of actually uh, you know dominating the, the marketing landscape over the last 10 years. But the framework that I've developed that that I like to tell my clients about is what I call open. And we want to sort of open up the opportunities Right to, to have more conversations. And open stands for organic, paid, expert, and network channels. Now, I know there'll be a lot of people out there in, in marketing land go, oh, yeah, but Facebook's a channel and LinkedIn's a channel and yeah. TV's a channel. I've actually grouped them at a, at a slightly higher level than that. And the interesting thing that I know, Sam, you're a, you, you've recognized as well, if we do more than one of these, they actually have a multiplier effect on each yeah. of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's talk about let's talk about organic marketing. What what sort of falls into this space for you? Yeah. So this, I, I mean, I think that every business should be doing organic marketing. Even people that are doing paid, I think organic is just so powerful to build connection. But this is around email, your social media that you were talking about. 
I love it that you've put in the sheet here, sign writing on your car. I think that's a really, really great way to do organic marketing. Um, and I guess SEO is, is something else there that although with SEO, it sort of, it, whilst it is organic, it, it almost could sort of go into paid at some point there. Yeah. There's a little bit of a crossover there. Yeah, it depends. But if you're writing blogs on your website, for example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, getting depth of, of keywords through writing blogs, yeah, it's largely an organic strategy. You're trying to attract people to, I think what, what is, is quite unique about the sort of the, the organic space is that it has a, has largely a long-term effect, mm-hmm. right? And it requires effort rather than dollars of the yes. two resources we can spend in our business. Yeah, right? there's, so, there's a definite time piece to this. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as I said, it, it sort of sits, you know, sits even sign writing on your building. I think there's these other channels that I think people often forget because we've been so dominated by the digital landscape over the last, you know, 10, 15 years that we forget that there are other ways of marketing. Mm-hmm. Putting a like putting a billboard out a, mm-hmm. on a really busy intersection where your customers drive through is a fantastic way to organically kind of advertise your business. Even though you pay to put it up there, it just sits there and does its thing over and over and over oh, and over yeah. again yeah. without you know additional effort. And that's where we talk about that that, that organic marketing about p- promoting you and your brand to the people you want to reach. Totally. But I think just before we sort of go into into paid. Email and social media are probably the two biggest things when most people think of organic. And I think that they're definitely both something that you should be putting time into. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. Now, let's talk paid. Mm-hmm. Um, paid is probably your fastest channel to market. Mm-hmm. Right? If you've got a new thing that you're doing, whacking up an ad, throwing enough money at it is probably the quickest way to generate opportunity for your business. Right? Mm-hmm. Organic takes time. Paid is very, very quick. But if you stop paying for it, it also stops. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like trying to take a glass of water out of the bathtub and expecting there to be a hole. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. So we want to think here, you know, Google ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, TV, radio ads, mm-hmm. sponsorship of events, right? Mm-hmm. Typically you'll fall into that paid kind of category. They exist in the moment and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. I, I think that... Whilst it is a very fast way to get traction, and I'm definitely a purporter of paid ads, if, and I've seen this quite a lot, people that aren't quite clear on their message or maybe their target market or maybe, you know, anything that they're not, they haven't tested before organically, it can fall on its face really fast. So expensive as well. Yeah, I've seen, and I, have put money into ads that haven't worked. So um, I think that, and you mentioned it at the beginning, when we use another um, one of these areas to be able to test, so by getting that testing through the organic and then moving into paid is a, a way to be able to get traction a lot faster. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's paid. Let's move on to expert. Now, this is, I know, one of your favourites. This is absolutely one of my favourites because I think that this is almost the foundation of all of these, that when you spend time on making sure that your brand has got really good authority positioning and really good trust, that it just makes everything else work. So this is things like um, becoming an author, writing a book, um, webinars, podcasting, 
speaking on stage, guest articles and posts, um, any sort of media opportunities, this is a really, really great way to not just have people know who you are, but to get that trust factor for the organic, the paid and the network. Yeah, it's really about that authority positioning and doing activities that do this authority positioning. And I, you know, if you're listening to this and you've got a bit of paper handy, I'd absolutely encourage you to sort of draw for, you know, four circles with OPEN next to them and literally do a little traffic light system to go, am I doing organic? You know, mm-hmm. red, not doing much in this space. Yellow, doing a bit, but it's not really working. Green, it's on fire. Mm. And if you suddenly look at all these red traffic lights across your your dashboard mm-hmm. and then go, why is my funnel not generating me any opportunities? It's probably because these things aren't working for you. Totally. Love that so much. Let's talk about the last one, network, because that's this is sort of looping back to how we open this conversation. And this is something that you and I both really believe in um, and spend a lot of time on. So can you take us through what falls under network for you? Yeah, so network is the referral space. Um, and, you know, interestingly, I guess when, when old mate was saying, I, I don't do marketing because I get my business via referral, referrals are a form of networking. And you need to, if you just expect people to refer you, uh, it doesn't happen. In fact, I, I read a study a couple of years ago that suggested that only 15% of businesses in the US had an active referral strategy in place. Mm. Lost. But most businesses, and I'm sure most listeners today would go, look, the business that comes to me via referral is the best business mm-hmm, because it mm-hmm. comes with inherent and you know transferred trust. Transferred trust, absolutely. Right, from the person who's referring you. Right? The person who's referring you has trust with their customer and they go, go and see Tim or go and see Sam. They're amazing. Fantastic, right? You're going to go, well, you know, Bob said so. So, you know, these guys must be incredible at what they do. Um, so it does come with a referred trust, but it absolutely is a part of your any good marketing strategy because it's going you know, to come back to that definition. It's an activity that we do to drive awareness and the promotion of our products and services. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I meet with someone and you've ever been to a networking event, which a lot of us have, um, sometimes once, sometimes many times. <laughs> but if you meet someone who's a potential referral partner and you say, hey, we should refer each other mm-hmm. and then don't work on building that relationship and then wonder why you're not getting referrals from that, well, mm-hmm. absolutely, that's an activity for marketing that we need to do it, okay? And that just works not only for our clients but our, our, our partners, our JVs, all those sorts of things that actually can, the people we know, how can we leverage those people to promote our products and services you know, to the people that they know. Mm, totally. And that's absolutely part of a critical part of marketing. So you just mentioned that, that only 15% of businesses have a referral strategy in place. Yeah. That's 85% of people that have got a huge opportunity right now. Oh, massive opportunity. Massive. Um, <laughs> I remember one of my, in fact, the first time I ever bought anything from stage and just about the only time I ever bought something from, from a, a stage presentation was a referral coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I picked up an absolute ton of tips, even down to framing, uh, you know, when you meet somebody and, and you ask that question, you know, how did you hear about us? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it doesn't matter what the answer is because mm-hmm. if you just start repositioning in that and saying, oh, it's interesting you, you saw us on an ad because most of our business comes via referral, mm-hmm. you're already reframing up front that you are referable. Mm. And so when you get to that point, 
having delivered some value to your customer, right? You actually ask the question, how do you know someone in your network who could benefit from the kind of work that we've been doing together? You know, can mm. we spend some time brainstorming that? Love it. You know, those kinds of strategies, if you put it as part of your process, you'll find it actually gets much, much better results rather than saying, you know, here's something awesome for you. See you later. If you happen to know someone, you know, you, but people don't even ask that. We don't necessarily ask if you know somebody, can you refer me? Mm. We just assume it's going to happen when we deliver good products and services. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't. No. So, Tim, on the topic of marketing, what is the number one thing that you want to leave people with today? Because it's we've mentioned it's so important, but what's that one thing you want to leave? I think it's like oxygen, right? Marketing is the oxygen for your business. And I, and I have had people say to me, I you know, I don't want to do that particular thing because I'm afraid of, you know, the amount of business it will generate for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll a, take that problem then. That's like, that is a really, really good problem to have in your yeah. business. Most people have the complete opposite problem as they scratching around and don't know where their next customer comes from. If you are focusing on your marketing, you will have a steady stream of opportunity knocking on your door to say, I would like to work with you. And that gives you the opportunity to pick and choose who you want to work with. Mm, totally. And I think that the thing that I want to leave people with is that um, and it's something that a mentor told me years ago, and I've always, always kept this top of mind, is that 80% of the time in your business should be spent on marketing and sales. Whether it's you specifically doing it, obviously, if you're, you know, turning over $5 million, then you're not going to spend 80% of your personal time. But 80% of the time of the business needs to be in sales and marketing. Mm. Absolutely. I think the, the, the thing that I'd like to leave people with is, is what I mentioned earlier about that traffic light system, right? Draw those four circles, start listing down the things you're doing in each of, that, each of those different channels. And then if you find yourself really, really heavy in one space, think about moving some of that effort into one of the other channels as well. And you'll find they have a very much a symbiotic relationship with each other that, you know, they'll, they'll all lift a little bit more if you start to spread them across the different channels. Love it. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone in your network that you know would get value from this or even just share it with your network, you know, on your social media, in your organic marketing. (laughs) We'll we'll accept that. (laughs) And please, please let us know what you have got from this episode. Um, What are your ahas or what are your takeaways? Tim, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. And you? And thank you for listening and we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode of Influence by Design. Ciao. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.